Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Imagine being able to detangle, dry, and style with one tool. Just in time for back to school, the Infinity Pro by Con Air with the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes do it all for frizz-free salon results at home. The Pink Smoothing Brush has 136 Flexolite bristles for painless detangling and 1,000 watts of high-performance power for smooth, shiny results. And the Purple Large Oval Dryer Brush creates glam waves and comes with a bonus volumizing attachment for added lift and volume at the roots. The all-in-one dryer brushes are perfect for all hair types with three heat settings for customized styling and frizz-biting technology that leaves hair shiny and manageable. These styling essentials are your prescription for salon results at home. Go to conair.com to get your Infinity Pro by Conair with the Knot Doctor all-in-one dryer brush or all-in-one smoothing dryer brush now. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. Well, in the first half, I will tell you all about the marathon volleyball tournament I had to attend over the weekend. Also, we'll get a little uh, recap of Gina's birthday weekend over at Joshua Tree. And... uh, Rotten Tomatoes game. First, let's say about Geico. Do you own, do you rent your home? Well, you do one or the other, and uh, you work hard. So how about you get your bundle going at Geico? Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your automotive policy. Good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house these days. So go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save when you get your bundle working at Geico.com. That is Geico.com. Get ready. Coming to Podcast One. It's the Kelly Osborne and Jeff Beecher Show. Oh, my God. Do you remember opening night when Mick Jagger crawled out on his hands and knees because someone turned on the smoke machine and that was broken and the whole club almost got you evacuated? Live with your accent. You're like, oh, no, Mick Jagger. <laughs> Continuing the Osborne tradition, host Kelly Osborne. There are days where I wake up and I think that I'm wonderful and I love myself. Bringing a fresh dose of truth. And there are days that you wake up and you feel like you're not good enough to even walk out of the door. Joins best friend and Beecher's Madhouse creator, Jeff Beecher. For everyone that listens, you're never stopping fixing your head. It's a constant work, just like exercising. In a raw, real, and crazy, unforgettable podcast. The whole thing for me with this was, you're so right, Jeff, was like we had to fix our heads because we were both... Insane. Timmy was a hoarder. Do you know about this, Donnie? Yeah, I heard the story. They let him live in the hard rock, and he wouldn't stop eating off the room service plates outside the people's table. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Opening up the toolbox with one of those songs where the title never appears in the lyrics. It's called Hair of the Dog, but you would never know it. The band is Nazareth. They're the favorite band of Jesus and Axl Rose, you son of a... You know, on the toolbox.
Radio One Studios in Glendale, California. This is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today, Dan Dunn. With Gina Grad on news, Paul Bryan on sound effects, a phone call from Brad Williams, and we'll play the Rotten Tomatoes game. And now, his relationship with his mom is so bad, he started forgetting Mother's Day a week early just to get ahead. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church again on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you, right, Gina Grand? That's right. Handball, Brian. You make me disgusted. Well, we're getting an update on Dawson's sets from uh, over the weekend. I got uh, I got an, a live in time play by play from Brad, mm. and that's uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, he's going to uh, come and check with us uh, pretty soon, so we'll get into that with uh, him. I had a weekend filled with girls volleyball. Oh, you lucky devil. And um, like I say, it's always uh, far away. It was Tustin, California. Okay. That's uh, the, the jewelry district in <laughs> Tustin with the buy waving. You a car when you're there. That's all I know about yeah. Tustin. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a nice city. It's right there, right, right on the border of uh, Irvine. They have that. Uh, we had to leave at about 610. Ooh, wee. Because they have to play, I, I counted, uh, 11 games to 25. Wow. Now, I'm saying it's like, imagine your parents watching you play like 11 Little League games in a row. <laughs> no, they're 11 in a season. Uh, r- right. And uh, season. They used to have seasons. Right. There, there are no more seasons anymore. But uh, you drive really far away at really early in the morning. And then you get there, and the first game's at uh, 8 a.m., and it's 20 bucks to park. Oh, wow. You have to pay to do this? Wow. You got to pay 20 bucks to park, and then you have to pay 10 bucks to get into the facility. Which... And this is a club team. You pay for her to play. Yes. This isn't the school team that she no. made, you know, JV no. or whatever. No, you have to go, you have to pay, wow. and you have to stay. <laughs> That's the thing. And I mean, it is. Pay uh, for stay. <laughs> it starts at uh, 8 a.m. as, you know, tip off, and uh, it doesn't stop till after one. That's so wild. it is five hours yeah. of. And, and I thought to myself, that's like almost two Super Bowls. Like, yeah. it is like, it is watching. I, it's it's a weird thing. Like I, I don't know what the conceit is. Like you would like to watch this thing for so long that it's. I'll I'll, I'll give you a basic example. Gina, yeah. uh, diet be damned. What what's your favorite food? Oh God, macaroni and cheese. Mac and cheese. I need you to eat a vat of it, yeah. and when you're full, I'm going to keep ladling <laughs> it into your mouth until eventually you're angry at mac and cheese. I mean, I would love to eat like. If we're going now, for it, like three bowls. Five hours of nonstop <laughs> mac and cheese. I, I you will be angry at mac out. and cheese yeah. by the time we're done with this ex- uh, odyssey. No, thank you. So you just, you just watch <laughs> like and you Homer watch. Simpson with the donuts. Yeah. And you watch. <laughs> all the donuts in the world. <laughs> and the other thing, we were talking about that thing where everyone gets congratulated whether they, so. Whether they played or not. Well, no, but like in the NBA. When the guy goes to the free throw line, he oh, makes yeah. it, everyone slaps well, his hand. Sure, he yeah. misses it. A lot of fit bumps. Mm-hmm. Right. But at least you can tell if he made it or not. Right. We were sitting on this court. It didn't have uh, the scoreboard wasn't working. Oh, good. So when That's one what of you're the, paying for. When one of the girls would whack the ball across the court, you wouldn't know if it was in or out because it was kind of far away, hit the ground. 
and then they would congratulate her. But I wasn't sure if, if we got the point. Consoling her, right. or they right. just congratulate. Right. It's the same congratulations. We need right. to work out a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thumbs we, up, thumbs down. We need something. I don't think thumbs down is going to cut it in today's <laughs> no, I today's it. world. I know volleyball. The girls all come together, right? A little like mini huddle after every point. That the mini huddle thing happens periodically. Okay. I weird down on the floor and slap the hardwood from the sideline oh, ritual takes new? place oh. as well. I've never seen an indoor volleyball it's game. It's just oh, unclear if the chick who serves made it before the stripe or after the stripe because they all just give her the handsy, missed the free throw right. or made the free throw. It's all the same move. For a point, high five. For a missed point or a fault or whatever, pat on the head. <laughs> That's part of it. We know, we know, we know. So uh, there's uh, that. There's uh, five hours of that. Then then you got to get all the gals in after they change. It's uh, an Italian or friends. And uh, you got to do in and out. Oh, sure. And then in and out has a line of 41 cars. That's right. Because you're in Irvine. You're in Orange County and it's 145. And there's... There's no longer, like, remember when you'd pull up to in and out there'd be six cars? And you're like, that's a lot of cars. They're 47 cars. Yeah, they're they're spilling onto the street. Oh, it just goes right right into the parking lot of the uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. It just just, keeps going. In and out they will have, like, they will put cones in the street to block off a lane, because that is a lane dedicated to turn into uh, in and out Right. So then you do this move, which is you size up the line. And you make the decision. Do you get in the line of cars mm-hmm. or do you go in? Go in. Right. So then what I have to do is I have to pick the car I would have been behind. Uh-huh. And I have to pray. Yes. I have to pray that that person doesn't get to the window before Natalia comes out with the right. burgers. Or your day is ruined. Ruined. Yep. So <laughs> I was staring at this black Cadillac uh, SUV and I was like, that's our car. <laughs> To keep my eye on that car yeah. to make sure we would have slid in behind <laughs> that guy, praying that he doesn't move along too right. fast or maybe suffers a stroke yeah, or something nice. along the way, yeah. needs medical assistance. But Natalia's been in there for 20 minutes now, but there's a long line and I'm staring at the car and I actually get out just to stretch my legs and the guy in the black Cadillac, that's the car that I've, I've wished, uh, not death, mm. but... You know, I just, uh, it's like you, your kid's uh, kids running in a race, another kid, he hope he trips. Right. You know, that, that's kind of, the guy rolls Some down misfortune the, would fall misfortune. Down. the guy rolls the window down and goes, hey, Ishmael, <laughs> starts honking his horn. And I'm like, I was going to say, like, that's your man. A pox upon your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting in my car, staring uh. at your car, hoping that you did a not mild stroke. a mild stroke that you didn't beat my daughter out of there with the burgers. Not that it has anything to do with anything. It was just the decision we made. And uh, the won? guy rolled his window down. Well, he went, sweet. he went around and he turned the corner and started. Now, I actually had to go walk it on the side to see where the window was it's to important. see how many yeah. cars would have. Once they turn the corner, I yeah. can't see how many cars are there. Natalia was, you know, waiting waiting outside and uh, we ended up uh, I did that move where I'm like I'll have the double double no fries no shake I, mean, I gotta watch my diet then I end up finishing off Natalia's fries yeah. and her shake yep. as we're driving home because she got everything and didn't want to finish did it. she get well done fries animal style 
No, no, I don't think she's uh, up to that. I would just love to watch someone eat that right now. Up to that challenge. Uh, then the <laughs> cuckold food. God, it, it happens. <laughs> the uh, then I had this other thought involving time, which is um, when I was at this big sports facility. Um, everyone shows up, and then uh, everyone. Uh, Everyone introduces themselves as someone else's mom mm-hmm. and or dad. Sure. There's that, uh, which is always nice. And then uh, I I always – I never know the name of the child they're talking about, but they always come up. They go, I'm Cindy's mom. And I go, oh, there oh, she is. She's a delight. She wanted to lie. And then they do something that costs me money. They go, hey, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Appreciate Disney World. Very generous. And, and the plane tickets and everything. That was, I, that was sweet of you. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't no. remember signing off on that. The but Disney okay. tickets would have been enough, but the guide, the private right. guide. Yeah. Yes, and the tartan skirt. Yeah. And so lunch with Mickey was just over yeah. the top. I got, a, I got a lot of that. And then um, I was going to take all the girls to uh, go sleep in, uh, in Malibu and a couple of, couple of thoughts about that. Uh, first – when I was in the facility, I had this thought, which is as I was heading to the men's room, there was no line for the men's room. But, of course, there was a line to get into the women's room. Always. And I thought there's about an equal number of moms and dads in this place, probably broken out, probably 50-50 male-female mm-hmm. in this place in terms of viewership. So then I realized, well, obviously the process is a lot slower mm-hmm. in the women's room. It's not like there's more women here. There's just slower. Yeah. So I saw them in line. And I always feel a little weird because especially when you have to go to bath- the bathroom, you walk ra- right past the line of yeah. women and you go right into the men's that thing, is which toxic is, which is uh, <laughs> empty. Uh, but I thought, you know, women live like five years longer than men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's three years. Mm-hmm. It's a number. Three years. Yeah. They we, live, have, we have pace. Live a number of years. Yeah. And then I thought, I bet if you broke it down, that number would be exactly the same amount of time they waited to use the bathroom. Wow. Yeah. And then I said, okay, we're even. Yeah, sporting We're events. even. You might be right about that. We're when they even. say, like, you spend a third of your life sleeping. You right. know, this is This is good. Yeah. yeah or like, yeah, yeah good, they go, you spend 10,000 hours in traffic yeah. every yeah. five years or whatever. It's like, yeah. I think I, you're I, right. I think you added up all the bathrooms. I think you're right. Three years in line. And we've talked about this, I think, before. <laughs> I think we're even. I wouldn't I'm change it. I'm actually feeling good about dying <laughs> early. Ahead, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't change it because if our option was to just sat, sidle up together next in a trough, with some ice in the bowl, I would say, no, thanks. I'll wait for the one stall with the hundred women in front of me. Hmm. I don't you, – what you guys have to oh, – I know you don't give a shit around here. That damn door is always open. But right. I can't fathom being like, hey, everyone, I'm just going to pop a squat and uh, everybody uh, enjoy the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Please. Yeah. Well, the good news – I mean, for guys, we just kind of turn our back to society, you know, when it comes to the urination. Yeah, but you can still – you still have peripheral vision. Yeah. yeah, it depends. It depends how high the dividers are. But like at the Dodgers or whatever, isn't it just a trough? It's a trough. Yeah, it. Uh, business. Wrigley thinks that. Yep. Uh, oh, is it? Is no, it? Wrigley famously had the dudes who would slide oh. slide through it. Yeah, 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 please. Yeah, that's awesome. I love those guys. Well, now not only have the dividers, but they have the Lexan hanging above the dividers. Oh, which what is. is that? 
That's just COVID shit. Oh, oh just okay. This, Look at you guys. Uh, little extra measure. Never mind. Um, so uh, we had. Um, Oh, men live uh, six to eight years less, or women wow. live six to eight years longer? Yeah. It's funny. I always just said seven years, but <laughs> I actually tried to look it up when I got back to my uh, chair, and I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find that. I couldn't find uh, The info I was reading was different. So women live mm-hmm. six of the average seven Seven years. All year spent in line of the toilet. Yeah. And I'm not saying every one of them spends exactly seven. <laughs> There's some concert sure. goers. Right. There's some right. Jimmy Buffett fanatics sure. who've seen 157 Jimmy Parrot Buffett heads. shows that probably spend 13 years in line. Yeah, the tickets for the Seminoles. Yes. You know what right. I mean? They're constantly right. in line. Yeah. Right. All right. So it made me feel good. And I, was, many, I was glad I could put those thoughts together. <laughs> how many girls did you uh, host at this little sleepover? Um, All in four. Okay. And uh, lots of, um, yeah, did the uh, did the in and out thing uh, on the way home. All those stupid rules, you know, like no eating in the car and no, you know, no, no, no. no. So, give you a placemat for God's sake. Fuck it. Did that. Then I started thinking about uh, my dad and his relationship with uh, Pee Wee Sports. Hmm. And I None. Thought, well... <laughs> So limited. Yeah. Well, think about think about this for a second, and and picture it through your adult eyes who've uh, had a little therapy and yeah. learned a, a few things about life. That was pop water. My dad uh, didn't make all the games, but there there's actually there's two incidents that I I, I sort of forgot about. One is. As I've discussed, but probably not in a long time, if he did go to the game. He never sat up in the bleachers. What did he do? He never sat up in the bleachers. Now, Hide behind I, the I'll, I'll stand? set the table by oh. saying when I found out I was going to Tustin to watch six hours mm-hmm. of uh, Pee Wee Girls mm-hmm. Volleyball, my first, my, my first thought I had was I got to bring like three notebooks and right. see if I yeah. can pen a novel. Yeah. Well, I got to, I, I can't just sit here no, and watch insane. the same girls play volleyball out. for six hours. I have to bring a binder Absolutely. and some pen. Absolutely. I got comedy special. It's yeah, all volleyball got, based. <laughs> but then I thought about the optics and the optics is going to be Natalia looking at me with my, you know, wearing yeah. a, a, yeah. a green visor that's uh, with a shade in it, like an accountant right. and you're like buried right. in some paperwork or Your something. Nose in a book, yeah. It's not going to look good. No. So uh, I brought a small notepad. But um, my dad, when he did go to the games, would not sit up in the stands with the rest of the parents. He would place himself on the sideline about the 20 on a short like low boy folding chair he wanted to be there for gold line stands come on buddy <laughs> he would go down at the 20 he'd unfold the chair pull himself back you know off the sideline mm-hmm. a bit it's like a high school field you know somewhere near the track on the 20 not near the sideline or you know not near where the action right. was the bench right. was pull himself aside and pull out a huge book and just sit there. Now, I remember being nine on the field looking at him, but he was buried in a book. And I also thought I could tell that when I was nine, but I wasn't really thinking about the optics of the other right. parents. How does it look? I played both ways, never left the field. 
and he's got his head buried in a book sitting off the side. And by the way, when the when the action got down to the other goal line, oh. he was 100 yards away. He didn't know what was going on. And also, when you're sitting on one of those beach folding chairs that's four inches off the ground. It's not a great bird's eye view. No. no, the reason they build bleachers is so you can sit at the 50 and kind no. of purvey. Right. Stadium you know, seating for a reason. Yeah, you can survey all all that you see. Right. So I, I was... The offensive coordinator sits in one of those low ones <laughs> at the 10-yard line. I have no idea who has the ball. <laughs> so I was thinking about it, but I was also thinking everybody in the stands could see that he had set up over here in this perch where he couldn't see anything and was reading a book yeah. the entire time. So, A, what? forget about the message he was sending to me. What about the others? Yes. You know, I mean, What was he saying? I cannot sit amongst you, yeah. your unwashed masses. You would like, distract me from my task at hand. Of reading a book. And why, you know, the game is... Four 10-minute quarters or something we used to play. Four 12-minute quarters. I'm, I'm trying to think we used to play. An hour and a half all in. Pop Warner. All in an hour and a half. Half-time. All in with, with halftime and uh, eating, the, uh, eating the orange wedges that the good mom cut up. Quick question. Was mm. this the field near your house? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not like he was just giving you a ride. He didn't have to show up at all. So why bother if you're just going to stick out like a sore thumb that you don't give a shit? Well, I think he had a conundrum, which is I I don't want my son talking shit about me on his syndicated radio show one day about not supporting him and his one love, sure. which is Pop, I showed up. Pop Warner yeah. football. I shall, I shall show up. But I certainly don't want to watch him play. Right. That would be a waste of my time. Right. That's the conceit. Right. Even though I was a standout, which is also interesting. It's, I, I get it when your kids. How would he know? Right. I get it when your kids <laughs> riding the pine the whole time. Yeah. It's kind of you still go to support, right. but they're not getting a lot of reps in right. out there. I never left the field and was kind of a standout. So it was an interesting. It was an interesting uh, message. He was kind of putting forth to me, the other parents, and uh, arguably the universe. But then I do remember this incident. We had a uh, running back named uh, Bauer. Mm. Maybe it was John Bauer. Can't remember. Jack Bauer. Yeah. Jack Bauer. Only new last names. That everyone just knew everyone's last name. There's no first names right. in uh, Pop Warner football. So Not on the jersey. Whatever's your last name is what who you are. Co- coaches never called you by your first name. Yeah. You certainly never called them or anybody else. It was all last names. <laughs> Did you have the coaches do the thing on the first day of or first days of spring practice or fall practice, whatever? They put your uh, your name and masking tape on the helmet because they didn't know who everyone was. There, you know, there could be people yeah. from freshman or Bart JV or whatever. Yeah, well, we didn't. I don't know why we didn't have that, and we probably didn't have that because it would be the same group and and the same coaches. So uh, Duke Gallagher mm-hmm. would coach his son Danny Gallagher, and then he'd start him off in farm, uh-huh. and then the next year they both okay, move so up to Gremlins, and then next year they both move up to Tiny Smart, Mites and yeah. Mighty Mites and P- uh, Bantams and Pee Wees and stuff. They'd all <laughs> just move right through the ranks. So it would be the same block of kids, okay. give or take a couple of stragglers right. here and there, that would just move all the way through the, the system. The system. So they knew who you were. But real quick, none of those names you just mentioned seem bigger than the other one. So that had to be tiny mites, mighty mites, little guys, yeah. peewees. 
Yeah. What, how do you know what level's what? It's yeah. like arbitrary, like what a karate belt looks like to the rest of us. The orange, red, green. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, it's the, the terror, terror alert yeah. right. color code system. Yeah. There was farm. I guess farm. I don't know what farm meant. No. It was farm was. Well, they also called. Well, like the farm team. They called them the tro babes. The hell does that They're mean? Seven. That, that They're should like be the babies. cheerleaders. I know the cheerleaders. Trojan. Were we were Trojan okay. babies. <laughs> Tro babes. But they were farm, then gremlin, then yeah. mighty might, then another year mighty might, then pee wee, then midget, then bantam. There oh, is no way to tell those sense. apart. I, I know. <laughs> Perfect ascension. I think they're doing it just to see uh, if you're paying attention. Yeah, you know, are you committed to this yeah. or not? It's the red or it's the uh, green M and M. Right. I want to know if you're if you're reading the rider. So <laughs> work hard in seven years. It could be a pee week. <laughs> my uh, my uh, so uh, this one game when I was about ten. Uh, Bauer he broke away. He was a running back. He just scooted right down the middle and he just broke away right down the middle for like a 40, 50 yard run, like mm-hmm. a long run for a 10 year old. And, um, there were two guys chasing him and they were kind of on his heels for a while. And then I ran down the field. And then at some point it was all three of us just sort of chasing Bauer at the same speed, essentially. The thing about uh, the thing about ten year olds is the, the skilled position guys are about the same speed right. as the non. Everyone's about the same size. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't. It's not like the pros where the guy runs away and no one's no, going to catch just him. Chase there. that kid. Yeah, and we are all chasing him. And at some point, with these two guys chasing him, I just threw a cut block and just they both like flew up nice. into the air, and it was such a revelation because. Bauer was just doing what he was told to do. Here's the ball, you know, run, run that, that run that direction. What I did was considered more praiseworthy mm-hmm. because at such a young age, I ran down the field and cut blocked mm-hmm. these two guys and took them, took them both out. High and, football IQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was that's the kind of thing the 10-year-olds didn't do. And so when we came to the sideline after after he scored – the team kind of surrounded me and not so much Bauer because everyone scored a touchdown. We'd score three or four running touchdowns every game, but you wouldn't see one of these cut blocks where he took out right. two guys. That was a big deal. And I remember my uh, dad who was sitting, thankfully we're playing on his goal. Oh, good. He saw all the commotion as I was like coming, coming off the field and – and uh, the team was like kind of surrounding me, hoisting you high. My dad, you know, oh, yeah. he put down uh, Moby Dick, and he <laughs> got up, and he he started to walk, walk toward me because he wanted in right on this sure. this thing now, and I blew him off. I gave wow. him the high hat. You gave him the stiff arm. Yeah, the I gave him. The, I just kind of gave him the yeah. All right, all right. And I just kind of ran ran past him you, to the. You proud of me now, Daddy? <laughs> no, I didn't do any. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. And then yeah, hello? I, when we were driving home that game, we were driving home. Remember that he was in the car and he was pissed at you. 
Yeah. For snubbing him. Yes. Wow. I remember Forget that. Him the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, oh, yeah, I think that guy's a narcissist. I think that's what's going on. I, not at the time. No. I probably said stuck up. But I was, th- I was thinking about that as I was, just, you know, when you have six hours to watch yeah. uh, volleyball. Sure. You can, you the can mind really, drills. Yeah. You can really examine I mean, some chapters in your life. At the very least, at 10 years old, you'd probably be thinking, why was what I just did somehow about my dad? Why is he making it about him? I got it. Like, I blew him off. Right. And he didn't like it. Wow. And he was probably, it feel, he was probably a little humiliated wow. because he stood up. And now up. everyone in the stands could kind of yeah. see what was going on. And it didn't feel good. And I understood that much. Right. But now I'm looking at him and I realize, now that I know many other people, personality traits mm-hmm. that he possesses that I think he's a bit of a narcissist. Well, the good news is since he knew how that felt, he internalized it immediately and after that he had the foam finger, he, you know, was the pep <laughs> squad. Around, yeah. 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 That's right. So uh that was uh good. Wow. Then I um stepped in tar at the beach. Oh, mazel. And I don't know if you guys just stepped in tar in a long time, but it, just, it does not come off. Especially at the beach. Just and like sand as and Brian and likes to say, it's gum on steroids. I but I then too. got angry. I immediately got angry at the guys with the pine tar and the helmet who are oh. playing baseball now because it took me 40 minutes to get a, a quarter-sized piece of tar mm-hmm. off the I ball of my foot. Scrape it off. You just can't do the pine tar rag and make it to home plate from the dugout without going, I need more pine. I need tar. It's lost its adhesion. (laughs) Fuck you. All right, Gina, you celebrated a birthday. I did um, because, uh, thank you, um, my fiancé was nice enough to give the kid an arbitrary number for him to write in my birthday card. I guess I'm celebrating 34. So happy birthday to me. Uh, We got a couple of pictures. Um, It was nice. They made, they decorated the living room, you know, before we left on our trip. And uh, I got some things from the five-year-old. He decided I needed a lemon juicer. You want... Yeah, you ended up at Joshua Tree. Ended up at Joshua Tree, but had to, you know, fake some real hardcore enthusiasm about this juicer, mm-hmm. uh, like just a little lemon one that you, you know, rub on the top. Keep going. Uh, he got me a cup, which was nice. very, and, you what know, got for lemon juice, obviously. And he's just, I mean, he's just a sweetheart. So we had a great little time, and then we ditched him, and uh, we went to the desert. Just keep scrolling, and all. So the first thing we did, you know, I love the Integratron. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my place. So I took Andy for the, the first time. That's exactly right. So you sit mm-hmm. in front of that. You get the whole speech about George Van Tassel. And so it's that, got like a missile silo kind yes. of a look. And it, the sad thing was, uh, apparently, George built this to like stop time and to stop the aging process. But he died right before he turned the machine on. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that was, sweet irony. That was a real, real blow. What um, year was that? That was in the 50s. Oh, well, then we no, would have never been born if he, he was that's successful, right. That, right? He started in the 50s and he died in the 70s. But well, he, he was, it run. took a while. Yeah. He, apparently, he worked with Howard Hughes. And this is like this lay, they're called ley lines that these are on, which is like mm-hmm. geomagnetic forces and this converging river underneath the water and underneath the, uh, the ground. And it's all full of like alien energy. So anyway, um, we it was an outdoor one because that's how we're rolling these days. And I provided some audio. Wait, Not, what's an outdoor one? Yes. Normally you they put them indoors spe- right yeah, and do the but, whole sound bath. Exactly. Thing. So I usually am in the dome on top. Mm-hmm. And they weren't letting people do that, so you just sit around these speakers. But it was beautiful out, and it got really starry. So this is what it sounds like. 
They're these giant crystal quartz singing bowls. Do mile mile. They just they just let you go into another dimension. It is very nice. I've done this That's before. Nice. And, and it, it's, it's it goes pleasing. on for like 40 minutes. And like sometimes I fall asleep. Sometimes I hallucinate. Sometimes nothing happens. But it was just really like it was it was great. So we do did you, that. Do you like smoke marijuana before? No. This? Oh, can one? Oh, it's of smoke a marijuana cigarette? Yeah, the devil's cabbage, Ryan. I used to. Smoke marijuana. I used to, but Do now. Do just cannabis for this? Now I like to go in a little uh, little clear-headed. But yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of high people there. There was like 50 people. Mm-hmm. So it was great. They smoke marijuana? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, then we went back to the uh, little desert uh, hideaway I found. Because I like oh. to find literally off the beat. I mean, my tires, I'm turning the car in this week. That that The tires are fucked. I don't know if that's going to affect the lease. But you found some desert hideaway. Oh, yeah. See, and my like, thing is like, where's the P.F. Chang's? No. I <laughs> want consistency. There was I'm not a, rolling the dice There was hideaways. a Walmart, and now I am totally 100% team Walmart. Mm. Down with Target, up with Walmart. I feel like Walmart's my discovery, my, my little secret. I don't want too many people to know about this place I found. Um, <laughs> the most popular <laughs> They have the everything, world. and the prices are unbeatable. Anyway, I got up the next day, and we are just, you know, put on a little sundress, and we are kind of doing a little photo shoot. There's Edsel, apparently. Yeah, it I is. didn't know that it's was an, an Edsel. Old, old Edsel parked in the desert. What passes as art in the desert is amazing. Burnt out trash and sinks turned over and toilets. That's like they, they're like art installations. Everything you're describing is my nightmare. I love it. Have you guys so, in, 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 in just basic desert wait, talk? Have and I'll put this out uh, to everybody. Yeah. I walk uh, back and forth to the shops a lot uh, during the week. I think I've noticed 30% more lizards this year. I'm seeing a ton of lizards. Literally one today on our uh, our bricks. It's us playing with. Something's going on. There's 30 to 41% more lizard activity in this area. Is it the COVID thing? Did people step on them before? Just three hours ago. They become bold and emboldened. More lizards this year. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. It's a very dry year. Is it something to do with the lack of rain? It's got to say? something to do with something. I just keep noticing You're lizards right. everywhere. We totally agree with you. And of course, tons of lizards and critters, a lot of jackrabbits, a lot of roadrunners. Just keep mm. scrolling. This is one of those uh, yardsticks to measure not only are you an old fart, mm. Or has life been beaten out of you? Because I used to be intrigued by lizards. Yeah. I'm now annoyed. Get the fuck out of here. Are I'm walking to work. Come on now. I almost stepped on you. Oh, Come on, wake up. Speaking of that. Pick a direction. The uh, neighbor, and by neighbor, I mean, I don't know, 200 yards down the road, he came out because we were kind of lost for a second. This old, this leathery, weather-beaten man. He's 31-year-old. Like, he goes, he, he goes what are you looking for? We give him the address. like, ah, sweetie, we don't do addresses over here. What's the name? And we give him the name. Oh, yeah, I even have a key to his house, which was uncomfortable. Oh, no. And then he's walking away, and he's like, I've I'll lived here. Tonight. He goes, I've lived here for 35 years. And I go, do you like it out here? He already turned around. He's already walking away in all years. I go, do you like it down here? He goes, shit, yeah. <laughs> and that was our only conversation. So keep going. So, okay. Then, for my birthday, on Saturday, I decided, I hear, tale that there is a baby goat hike you can go on in the deep desert for five, five and a half 
miles. Five and a half yeah. mile hike. Treacherous. It's a goat, trail of tears. Goat country. So I, I got to hold one of the babies and there's like 20 goats. They are like rambunctious dogs. They are so funny and they love to rear up on each other and headbutt and it got crazy and we're walking through. Oh, How do the goats know the goat? Do the goats know the way? The goats are total pack animals. They do not want to be separated from each other. So mm-hmm. they are completely, they stick together. They rove together everywhere and there's a guide and he's this is like these are his babies and he just like clicks and snaps and claps and they just follow him everywhere like dogs so it was treacherous because we didn't have kids in our group because there was 10 of us we got to go the like the crazy way we have gotten to the point with with our society that we now others we (laughs) yes it gets booked pretty quickly pay to do what formerly you were paid to to do but you would have be hard pressed explaining this to someone I'm from 1822 yeah. that this cost you yeah, money. Yeah, not cheap. And that's I was like, you know what? Good for them. Good for this racket. Because I realized when we were walking, this guy's taking the goats out anyway. Mm-hmm. Like he might as well charge a bunch of city folk to come and walk with him. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, the views were insane, and the weather was perfect. And Andy did get goat piss all over his foot. But beyond that, it was yeah. great. And afterwards, we he uh, invited us for a beverage. Do you have that picture? Better be goat's milk. We had um, like a lemon ginger herbal yerba something that he picked along the way, and fresh out the teat goat's milk. Wow. Mm. I got to tell you. Is that unpasteurized? Oh, very much oh so. Very unpasteurized. And I drank a lot of it. Really? It was so goddamn good. Good you know, sign for Andy later on that <laughs> night, by the way. That's, uh, oh, you come on. Her, you drank goat's milk out of the teat. You see her going, uh, <laughs> you see her just taking that goat's milk that's dripping down her cheese. She can't get enough. So good. She hasn't breathed yet. Oh, Look at her. Glug. So refreshing. Oh man, yeah. It was so creamy and like like butter, like whipped cream. It was insane. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tastes better than cow's milk. I don't know the difference. Is it now? My grandfather would always bring. He'd whip. He pull out the buttermilk. I, I don't that's even like sour. Right? I don't even know. If, yeah, I don't yeah. know if, if they sell. You just, I haven't even seen. You buttermilk. just cook with it. Yeah, it's for like. Yeah, it's for like. Would drink chicken it. fingers. And no. even when I was like eleven, he'd be drinking the buttermilk on, during the summer, that's and he would always disgusting. go. So refreshing! It's so refreshing. Is it? Well, here's what I would say to the old man. I'd go, <laughs> "Is it refreshing?" Or do you really not want to drink that much of it? Because it sucks. You know oh, what I mean? Because yeah. his thing was oh. like, just tabaluia. one little bit, man. Yeah. You're so refreshed. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if you were drinking one of your sodas oh, or beer or something, you need a Drain big thing it. of it. It's like, yeah, but I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you enjoy this. But I would drink it. And it was tasted like thicker, sour milk. Yeah, this is not sour But it was kind way. of okay, I remember, mm, in a weird way. <laughs> So this was delicious, and uh, that, and we were exhausted afterwards. I mean, it was treacherous, and uh, went back, and I mean, no TV, no nothing, just hanging out, you know, backed in a fool, drinking some white claws, running around outside in the dark, and you know, and there's like Buddha statues, and there's stuff like built into the mountains you can go sit on, and it was awesome, mm-hmm. just what I needed. I'm now afraid for your wedding. Yeah, <laughs> terrified. You're gonna love it. It's the it's the pedestrian version of the kind of shit that I like. Oh. You'll be okay. <laughs> All right.
Let me hit uh, Rex MD. Men hate going to the doctor, especially about the sensitive stuff, but a lot of men's health issues have uh, pretty simple solutions. RexMD.com. Get generic Viagra easily, all online from the comfort of your own home, and uh, it'll be delivered right there. Right to where you want it delivered. Right now, sample packs of generic Viagra are available for my listeners. Just fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website. A doctor reviews your situation and prescribes you the generic Viagra. If appropriate, then it's sent free. Two-day shipping. Free two-day shipping to your home. Fast, transparent, affordable, and uh, you can access your RexMD physician anytime you need it afterwards. It is Rex MD, right, Dawson? It's never been easier to take control of your health. Those sample packs of Viagra, of generic Viagra, Adam mentioned, are available for our listeners, but you got to go to rexmd.com slash Adam to get them. To make sure you go to rex, R-E-X, rexmd.com slash Adam. That's rexmd.com slash Adam. All right, Brad Williams is going to call in from Brea, I guess. Yeah, He's out there doing a show. And it's going to give us a little uh, update on Dawson's comedy sets right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at Geico. That is Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Hey, Adam. Ray from Vegas. Doing two of your favorite things right now. Late night Home Depot run and driving through red turn arrows. Went through two of them. Just how many times I got pulled over. Zero. That's right. Changed my life. Love the show. Later, Hosen. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Yeah, run through those arrows. Liberating people. All right. Uh, Appleton, Wisconsin coming up this weekend. Skyline Comedy Club is almost sold out. So if you want that, you better hop on those tickets. And we'll do a live pod there, and then we'll do stand-up as well. Speaking of stand-up, Brad Williams on line one. Brad? Hello there, Corolla Show, or should I now say the Mike Dawson Show, because he owns this bit. Wow. (laughs) So uh, give us a little uh, recap. Uh, It was amazing. We were at the Bray Improv, and uh, uh, Mike Dawson wanted to do himself some stand-up. And I have kind of an open-door policy with my friends. If my friends want to do stand-up, if they want to try it, uh, they can always do a guest spot on one of my shows. And Mike is the only guy that's ever followed through with that. And uh, he went on stage. I went to the side of the... I went out in the audience to watch him. I was nervous as hell, and probably more nervous than he was. And he he, he killed it, man. Wow. He did a great job. He, it, it, his timing was good. Uh, pacing was great. And, uh, and people just fell in love with that stoner, smoker voice. It was awesome. Well... Now, normally the way it works is you have an MC, 
And they open, yeah. they do about eight, maybe 10 minutes or something. Then you have the feature, that guy does yeah. 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then the headliner, that's you, right? Yeah. We put Mike on after the host. So mm-hmm. there, there was an opportunity where if he crashed and burned and failed miserably, uh, that the feature act can go up and kind of mop up. Yeah. yeah kind of mm-hmm. fix the situation. But uh, he didn't have to do that. And he did uh, the late show Friday and Saturday? Yeah, late show Friday, late show Saturday. Did better on the Saturday show, kind of tweaked a few things, made some adjustments. Uh, one thing that I one thing that I appreciated that Mike did is uh, I've given guest spots to people for seven minutes, and they'll go on with a notepad and during a seven-minute set, they'll check their notes and be like, hmm, what else are we going to talk about? It's like, you right. got seven minutes. Go. Right. Uh, and, and Mike had it all prepared. He had all, he had all his bits well rehearsed. And you can tell that he took time and wrote these jokes. Like, they were well-written jokes. He wasn't just winging it. Is there anything worse than lazy as it meets opportunity. Mm. Is there any worse quality? And it is kind of insane that people who are lazy, not like Mike or, or yourself, but I'm just saying the people I know who are lazy, they were lazy in the 10th grade (laughs) when they had to do an oral report and they would be be equally as lazy at the Kennedy center Talking and uh, in, in, inducting Shaka yeah. Khan into, in, into the into the African American Hall of Fame or something. They would, would they would just bring it to that. It's crazy when people get up yeah. on stage and think that some, they bring the same lethargy yeah. as they bring to their shitty job they had mm-hmm. twenty years ago. Yes, and sometimes it reminds me of um, like you talk about like spoken word. Like let's call it spoken word. So it's not if it's not funny, it's okay. I it sometimes comes across like when you go up on stage with a notebook and have that kind of uh you know laissez-faire attitude that it's kind of a crutch like well i was just kind of you know fucking around anyway right so uh dawson let's hear from you what did how did you feel up there i i felt that it did go surprisingly well i was nervous as hell um Mm -hmm. incredibly nervous i love Um, that i was (laughs) outpacing back behind the stage shadow boxing and just trying to get myself pumped up and, and like uh, I, I i have to say this sorry dawson i have to interrupt on. you i've never seen someone shadow box before their set and then do well oh <laughs> that's true well i can harbinger. tell you i can tell you he's one of the rare people in uh, the field of podcasting who has done the golden gloves mm-hmm. and had to wait in pace for a long time before you got your fight and done stand-up gigs. Yeah. I'll tell you something that people don't know. People understand that when before people are nervous, they're going to go out and take the stage, they will do some shadow boxing. Mm-hmm. You go do the Golden Gloves before the guys get in the ring, they're doing a five-minute set. <laughs> I <laughs> would have never guessed little, Oh, that. hand of God. A little crowd work. And the hand of God. Wow. A lot of it was in Spanish because it was a Los Angeles right. thing, so I didn't know, but I could... I knew the rhythm of stand-up. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a two-way street, Gina. I see that now. Now makes it makes sense. sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> so doing a little shadow. It also had to confuse people out in the parking lot with you smoking, doing doing uh, shadow boxing. Is this kind of fitness or not? 
<laughs> Seems committed. He's got a beer between his legs. He's got a cigarette <laughs> hanging out of his mouth, but he's working a sweat up. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, it, it was that rare combination because he ordered like a Coors Light with a Jameson back uh, mm-hmm. before the seven-minute set. Uh, which I really appreciate the dedication to white trash for that. Yeah. Like it's it, it really like, no, I'm just, I'm leaning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And so you've got a uh, Coors Light, Jameson shot, cigarette, shadow boxing. Uh, and then he goes out and does seven great minutes of stand up. It, it, it's really, it's really a tribute to him. And, and Dawson, did you get lit? Did you figure out, not you getting lit, but <laughs> the I light. figure out the light? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, the Bray Improv made it really, really easy. There's a huge clock in the back behind mm-hmm. the sound booth, and you can't miss that clock. And uh, I got off at... Do they light it up? No, or they, they don't they light just, anything up. You just up. do the math. You just, do the, you just watch the time and get off the stage when you're supposed to get off so the stage. It's a big digital clock. Is it a countdown then, clock? So you don't have to... No, it's a count up. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a regular clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so I did about seven minutes and 30 seconds the first night. And I apologize for going up, but Brad didn't care. Brad was mm-hmm. incredibly gracious and such a great coach throughout this whole thing. Um, and the, the other comedians, uh, uh, JB ball and Quincy weekly are hilarious and a ton of fun. we got a picture of it there. I love that. Um, and it was, it was like, uh, it's like a masterclass. It was like, I, I, for the first time, you know, we've been in green rooms. We've done the Adam Carolla show on the road at improvs. We've been at the Brea improv being in this green room where there were just to be counted amongst the people and, and get that feeling. You can't. It, it, it's a hard feeling to describe. It, it really. It just. It. It really. Really felt good. And uh, so I did the seven minutes the first night. I was much less nervous the second night. Still a little bit nervous, but uh, much less. Changed up the set a little bit, but I left out one part of a joke that would have gotten me to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I finished this joke, and I, I didn't realize until my friend told me, he said, you forgot this part of the joke. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that would have gotten me to seven minutes. But I, I, the joke got a big laugh. I stood up there for a second. I looked at the clock. I'm like, shit, I'm early. What do I do? And then I remember Brad's words. Hey, man, if they laugh and you're at five minutes, get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, nice. <laughs> And I and I and I, I sat there. I took a deep breath. I said, "Well, that's going to do it for me, folks." Brad said, "Get off the stage when you laugh." Thank you, thank you for laughing. And for somehow, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> somehow, the whole the crowd laughed at me getting off the stage and telling them I was done. So I don't know. It was it was an incredible experience. And, and Brad, thank you. That's great. Of course, and and I'll tell you the same thing that I told you last night. That no. No headliner has ever gotten mad at an opening act for not going over their time. Right. Like if, if you if you end on a laugh a few a few minutes early, great, more time for me. You left on a high note. The crowd is happy. The next comic doesn't have to dig his way out. So yeah, it it, it, it was a great night. I was truly surprised, truly surprised, and uh, in in the best in the in the best possible way. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, Mike Dawson's going to be headlining the next Corolla Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let's get a little philosophical, Dawson. How good did you feel today? Um, not good today. 
I don't know. It was weird. It's like a. a you didn't feel good. Like the, a I, I felt like a little bit depressed. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. I like, thought you'd uh, be riding high. The high's uh, over. That, yeah, I don't know. Chase that dragon. Chase dragon. But, but it's also a thing now. It's like, oh shit, I did this and I'm kind of good at it. Now I got to fucking start writing jokes. Now you got to start writing jokes. Now I got to write my more. Now it's, it's time like to this, go back to work. The burden of genius. Yeah. I, I've been living with this shit for a while now. <laughs> I know what it's like. No, uh, I get it. No, but yeah, because yeah. Mike Dawson just made Fast and Furious 1 and now he knows he has to make seven more. Mm hmm. Franchise. Skip past two, would you please? That one blew. <laughs> Don't Tokyo drift yourself. Yeah, I think that was three. Uh, the point is, uh, skip past two and three. I no. Here's what everyone needs in life. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you the the best medicine for for your life. You pick some sort of event that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. You you put it out there. The first challenge is you raise your hand. You know, you go, Brad Williams going to be playing shows in Bray in two months, you know, and you go, could I get in right. on that? So you you push yourself into the into the mm -hmm. uh, the, the the gladiator uh, field. You push yourself out mm -hmm. onto the floor of the Coliseum. You know what I mean? Like you you raise your hand, then you watch as that date becomes closer and closer and closer. Then you prepare as that. Then you don't puss out at the very mm -hmm. end where you come up with some bullshit why right, you can't sure. go out and do it. And then you go do it. And the experience you have after that is so much it's so much more than you could have got from any textbook or any you know online masterclass or reading about this yeah. or, or anything. It's it's such and, and by the way, it's 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 a it's 14 minutes, well, maybe 13 combined, maybe 12 combined out on stage. But you get more out of that 12 minutes than any other 12 minutes of your, your life because of the preparation and because of the fact you volunteered. Mm -hmm. You see, it's the volunteering. If somebody forces you out yeah. or you lose a bet or whatever that thing is, then that's not volitional. Right. This is you imposing it on yourself. So good for you, Dawson. Thank you. Yeah, man. And, uh, and good for you, Brad. Yeah. I mean, I I just gave the guy the opportunity. He he could have sucked, and we had uh, uh, JB Ball would have been up next, and he would have done great, and he would have saved the show. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just really happy that Mike got that opportunity. And really, I mean, doing one for the white guy. That's right, doing one for the white guy. It's about time. There. Uh, Brad, break. <laughs> well, Brad, uh, little did did I know, but there is a kind of reverse diversity requirement in Orange County. They needed a full size white guy on stage, or the show couldn't happen. Right. The two other comedians were black, as we as I got from the picture. Brad Williams, he's going to be at Naples off the Hook Comedy Club, which is great. Yeah, man. been there. Uh, this uh, this Thursday through uh, Sunday. And uh, you can go to more dates at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Brad, thanks for giving Dawson the opportunity. No problem. Chris Loxamana, you are up next. Ooh, oh, like that. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. okay. All right, buddy. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> thanks, Appreciate guys. it. All right. We got the Rotten Tomatoes game to play. Dan Dunn's got his libations, and he's in the wings. And first, we'll uh, get into some Rotten Tomatoes. Listen to that noise, that's a high-pulsed voice, that can only mean one thing, and you can feel it. 
to flex And the gang makes their picks Guessing if it's rotten or fresh If they guess it exactly We'll get a bonus five It's the Rotten Tomatoes game You know how we do it Give me the Rotten Tomatoes game Now it's time to play it all right, so I'm sure you're all aware that the Kentucky Derby was on Saturday in Louisville. Uh, as a tribute to our fine four-legged friends, this week's Rotten Tomatoes game deals with movies that feature horses. We begin with a film about an extremely handsome horse trainer who helps a young girl and her horse on the road to recovery after a traumatizing riding accident. Adapted from one of the best-selling books of all time, Robert Redford, Kristen Scott Thomas, uh, Sam Neill, and a young Scarlett Johansson star in 1998's The Horse Whisperer. Did Redford direct this? I, feel like I don't point, know. I feel like this one was the only directing films he was in. This is one of those things. This is like your gate, gate stuff, and then there's like got milk, and then at some point it's got commercial yeah, real estate. Yeah. Ernie yes. Johnson services mm-hmm. the Encino area. Mm-hmm. The whisper, that's, that's the problem. That they opened up the whatever whisper. The came into whisper, the turtle whisper. Everything's a whisper one now. Of Christie's clients is a little bit difficult. And uh, one of the people there is known as whatever the guy, the CEO's name is, the George Whisperer, because they can mm-hmm. convince him to, you know, to approve this or do that or whatever. Right. So it, it persists. Well, yes. Ghost Whisperer was a like a CW show or something after this, right? Like, you're right. This yeah, is a thing. Yeah, we just got into the Whisperer yeah. thing. Good. Robert Redford did direct this. Mm. All right, uh, this kind of movie that people like can't uh, feel good. Isn't Vinny married to Kristen Scott Thomas's sister? Yep, Serena. There you go. Oh, the actress? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's, his, that's her she sister. She was an actress too, Serena. Uh, that I, I knew uh, Bond, Bond Girl, girl but yeah. that's, uh, that's as much as I knew. All right. Uh, they liked it, but did they like it 77 or did they like it 92? <laughs> Could be could be high. Okay, I, I think this one is up there. When locked in, mm-hmm. I want eighty three. I was penning seventy seven, as you said. Mm. I, think, I don't know much about this movie, but I assume it's at least okay. I know nothing about it. Eighty one. The Horse Whisperer is fresh at seventy four. Oh, nice. nice. In our next film, a young boy befriends a magnificent black Arabian horse after a shipwreck forces them to escape to a nearby island. When both return to America, the young boy and a former jockey work to train the horse for a big race from 1979 featuring Mickey Rooney as the jockey, the Black Stallion. The role he was born to play. What year did you say? 79. 79. Mickey Rooney was the jockey? in TV movie? Yeah, it, was a, it was a real release. Francis Ford Coppola. No. That's what it says. Oh, he must have produced it. Hmm. All right. Um, He's making Apocalypse now in 79. The, uh, I mean, everyone's heard of these movies. I just don't Never. know how they were received. I don't know anything about it. Mickey Rooney worries me. He's a huge star at that I, point. I, my eyes are going a little, but Brian, I think it says directed by Francis Coppola. That's wild if that's true. No, it says directed by Carol Ballard. Okay. Mm-hmm. It says next to the, his I name, never mind. I do not have that as part of his canon. All he, right. Uh, hmm. Coppola EP'd. Uh, okay. All right. I have no idea. Ever saw it? I think uh, 
I think horses. I think horse movies and dusty movies mm. are the movies uh, I'm lacking. All, in. Often go together. <laughs> yeah, it's a Venn diagram. Into horses or dust. Um, God, was this good? Was this terrible? I it's 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 known as good, but I don't I don't know it was good. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. I'm. Going back to my original <laughs> 77. Uh, wild guess, 68. I stuck with my original 81. The Black Stallion is fresh at 90%. Oh, Holy moly. All right. Wow, they liked it. Long before Army Hammer threatened to barbecue and eat his lovers, he slipped into the stirrups of the Lone Ranger. Of course, he's backed by his faithful Indian companion Tonto, played by this. Johnny Depp. And who could forget the Lone Ranger's horse, Silver, who acts not only as the Lone Ranger's literal spirit animal, but also surprisingly provides some comic relief. From 2013, directed by Gore Verbinski. That's right. The Lone Ranger. So this is big that was it, Army it, Hammer? It, it reunited the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean crew. Right. It was Gore Verbinski and Johnny Depp. I heard this was, this was just panned. terrible. Wasn't it bad? Okay. <laughs> God, you're getting worse at this, Brian. Well, all right. So they... They hated this movie, and there are certain movies that are just bad movies, and they get a bad grade, and then there are movies that seem to elicit some ire. This, like yeah. People get angry at them. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know why there needs to be a kind of punitive part of the judging. Like, I'm angry at this movie. And sometimes it's because they have stars, and they should do better, right. and it should be better, or it's a story we know, Question, and they butchered it. Was this... Pre-appropriation. That was or a big. Mid. That was a big part of this. Was Johnny Depp playing the okay. Native American okay. Tonto? Th- this is a poorly conceived movie, right? So it's poorly written. It's actually really well directed. There is an action sequence at the beginning and an action sequence at the end that are magnificent. They're some of the best things you'll ever see. In the middle is ninety minutes of a shitty movie. Uh, but uh, William Fickner plays a bad guy. He like eats people's hearts. Bill oh. Fickner. Yeah, he like, rips hearts out and eats them. It's All right. conceived, though. All right. So these are the kind of movies that, you know, it's professionally made, had good stunts, it had a cast and it had a budget and it was well shot and everything and could have just been an, the product. Where, mm-hmm. You know, the stew was worse than the ingredients. Right. Sometimes yep. you put all the good ingredients in and the stew just Not comes good. out bad. And that's like a... That's a mid forties, low fifties yeah. situation, but there was some appropriation here, mm-hmm. and for some reason, some ire. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of remember people being people like, took it personally, like angry at this <laughs> film. And for that, I might have gone too high. Reason I say twenty two. Mm-hmm. I said twenty eight. I was worried I went too high. I said thirty eight. The Lone Ranger is rotten at thirty percent. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What'd you do, Brian? There, twenty-eight. Oh, Ooh, needed those got two a close points. game here. In the midst of the Great Depression, a grieving businessman, a down-and-out horse trainer, and a jockey yeah, with a history of brutal injuries, <laughs> Pete, <laughs> all team up to help a temperamental, undersized racehorse become a champion. Based on the true story of one of the most successful thoroughbreds of all time, Jeff Bridges, Chris Cooper, and Toby Maguire star in 2003's Sea Biscuit. Hmm. Saw bits and pieces. I saw this in theater. Well, it was nominated, right? Or 
sure something was nominated about this movie. Screenplay? That sounds familiar. It might have been Best Picture. Yes. Brian, thoughts? Uh, Crowd-pleasing, nothing soft around the edges, nothing challenging about this movie as an underdog story. Um, I'm sure it did okay with the critics. Mm. Well, I'm staying consistent. I don't watch horse movies. (laughs) Uh, Gina? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I mean, I remember people wouldn't shut up about it. I knew people who saw it more than once in the theater. Mm. So, uh, yeah, crowd pleasing. People liked it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's got a crowd pleasing element. I don't know how excellent it was as a film, but it's, you know, got nominated. Nominated for seven Oscars, lost. All of them, uh, but it was nominated for best picture. Was there the was the was the cinematography like amazing because it was, it was horse racing? All very well done. Yeah. You know, nominated for best cinematography. Yeah, by the okay. numbers. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys are locked in. Yes. I remember people loving this film. I said eighty nine, eighty six, eighty one. Sea Biscuit is certified fresh. Oh yeah, it's seventy seven percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton directs our last film, starring Matt Damon as a young man who finds himself without a home after his mother sells the ranch he grew up on. Driven by the promise of a fresh start, Damon and a friend embark on a journey to Mexico to find what remains of the Wild West. Based on another best-selling novel, Penelope Cruz, Robert Patrick, and Henry Thomas co-star. In 2000s, All the Pretty Horses. Oh, I was hoping that we bought a zoo. Mm. <laughs> this is tough. This is a tough one to end on. I have yeah. no goddamn idea. It's a close-ish game. Henry Thomas, isn't he the kid from, from E.T.? E.T. Oh. I think he I'm... still acts. I'm uh, maybe in third, but uh, within striking distance. Close game, I think. I feel like Gene and Brian are pretty damn close right now. What's this movie? I don't know. I don't what know. is it? I mean, what is it? And it also, it's like they would have these stupid names like this. Yeah. That were, it felt like they're trying to get too much done with the title. Yeah. All right. Some passions can never be tamed. <laughs> There's a world where this is rotten. <laughs> Just have you ever had anyone say to you, oh, you got to see all the pretty horses? No. No. Um, I mean, unless I was standing in front of a bunch of horses and my back was turned to them, but not when they're talking about a movie, if that's what you're talking about. What year was this? 2000. 2000. Um, okay. Hold okay. On. I don't think about this movie. I don't even know if it's... Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not convinced it's a real movie. <laughs> the poster it looks, looks fake. fake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of poster, if we made this poster... When we were at the man show and like the art department yeah. came in, J- Jimmy and me would have went, oh, it looks lame. Yeah, Make it no look like a real it. movie. Yeah. This looks this looks like deep cable. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I know. <laughs> All right. Everyone locked in? Yeah. I got to make up points. I went 41. Oh, I went rotten two at 59. 52. Oh. Wow. I, th- I thought everyone was going fresh on this. All the pretty horses is rotten. Sweet. Thirty-two. Damn it! Oh, that was tough stuff. Now I have no idea who's. Uh, what was yours? Fifty-two. Yeah. What was uh, yours? Fifty-nine. Mine was forty-one. Oh. Oh boy. Now we're tight. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Gina Grad, congratulations. Yeah. You are on the podium. Thank you. <laughs> Bald Brian coming in with a big score of sixty-three. Mm. Shit, yeah! 
putting you firmly in third place. Come on. That's a good third place score. I feel like Adam and I are both winners. Adam Carolla. You're not, though. With a score of 51. Mm. Beats bald Brian. What did Gina do? What did she do? Ugh. It's at least second place because Bald Brian got third place. He lost this game again with a score of 63. <laughs> Not a, put too fine a point on it. No, it's a Adam real loser's 51. holiday when I lose. Yeah. <laughs> Gina Grad, uh-huh. your score is at least good for second place. 48 for the win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Shit, yeah, shit, yeah. 51 and 48. Wow. <laughs> Tight-ass game. All right, Dan Dunn is here. He's going to bring in some libations. We're going to talk about all our favorites. First, I'll tell you about uh, Air Medicare Network. Health insurance doesn't always cover the full cost of an emergency medical flight, even with comprehensive coverage. You could get hit with substantial co-pays and deductibles. Plan ahead in an emergency. Air Med Care Network's highly trained crews provide air medical transport to the nearest and most appropriate trauma center. With an Air Med Care Network membership, you pay no out-of-pocket expenses for the flight. And AMCN membership covers your entire household for as little as 85 bucks and uh, a year. And uh, you can secure your financial peace of mind. And as a listener, you'll get a $50 gift card with a new membership. So what do you do? Visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Adam. Protect your family for just 85 bucks a year and use the code Adam. All right, Dan Dunn is going to come in here and we'll uh, see what he's drinking right after this. Another day, another unknown. It could bring your biggest order yet or a new cyber threat. Whatever happens, Comcast Business will keep you ready with a network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. 